Welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast, an examination of the Bible and how parents can apply God's word to raising kids in a culture saturated with media and technology. We look at everyday issues from a biblical worldview so that you can trust the sufficiency of scripture and apply its truth to your life as you raise and disciple your kids. Hello, everyone. Kelly and Chelsea here back with another episode. And y'all, we are so excited for today. We get to share with you an innovative and awesome product from a company that shares the same values and worldview as us. Yeah, it is a total encouragement to find other parents, families, and entrepreneurs who recognize the issues surrounding screens and the impact on relationships, but not only recognizing that there are bad habits we need to break in order to reprioritize the relationships, but also they've worked to solve a problem for everyone. This is an awesome episode, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very exciting. So y'all know how hard it is to put your phone down, to put it away, right? Not just in your pocket, but to like leave it behind. But I also know that you brave parents out there, you value and you treasure the relationships you have in your home. And it's hard. It is hard to break the habit of checking, scrolling, watching, playing, whatever it is that we're doing on our screens, on our phones, in the evenings and on the weekends when we should be intentionally engaging in one-on-one relationships. Dude, that is so true. I mean, okay, if you guys are like my husband and I, we have three kids without phones. And I know that there is like a legit pressure every time that I pull out my phone to set a good example for my kids. I know that they're watching me. I know that every time I get a text from Kelly, I know that I'm like setting the stage for how smartphones are going to be used in the future with my kids. Truth Truth be told, I do have screen time set up on my phone and I muster all the intentionality that I can. But sometimes it's honestly just not enough. I know it. And that is why we are so excited to introduce to you Aro. It is the first in-home digital well-being solution designed for families. And joining us today on the show is Joey Odom, co-founder of Aro. Joey, welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast. So Joey, this may be the first time that our listeners have ever heard of Aro. So kind of like before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah, I am. So just to take it all the way back, I am, and people in Oklahoma will understand this saying, I'm sooner born and sooner bred. And when I die, I'm sooner dead. So I'm, I'm an Oklahoma kid, uh, born and raised. And, um, you know, I, when I became a dad, you know, I'll tell a quick story of when I became a dad and I'm I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. So this was, you know, this was almost 15 years ago. So I I woke up the, the morning of May 29th, 2008 to this, the sound of, splashing amniotic fluid on the kitchen tile my wife's my wife's water burst and we go to the hospital and we have this day you know we were totally new obviously we had never been parents and about 18 hours into a horrendous labor they said she's got to go she's got to go get an emergency c-section so they wheel her off my wife off and i go with her and then they tell me i can't be in the room because they had to put her put her out and so I'm sitting there in this hallway outside of her, outside of the operating room. And I prayed a, a simple prayer. I, I just said, God, this has been one of the hardest days of my life. I said, will you show me your goodness? That was, the, that was the prayer I prayed. Will you show me your goodness? And a couple minutes later, I heard the most beautiful sound I'd ever heard. And it was the sound of my son crying in the next room. And I leaned my head back, tears streaming down my face. 
and I had heard God's goodness that I had heard it in the cry of my son. And so I'd seen God's goodness. So when I look at my son, I was almost 15. I see God's goodness. And I think both of my kids, I see God's goodness. And I think back on that time, on that seminal moment in my life. And I'm so grateful that I didn't have the smartphone with me because that moment I had in the hallway right outside, I would have otherwise, I know it, it despite my intentions, I would have numbed myself with scrolling Instagram or even something as good like texting friends, hey, pray for Kristen, you know, pray for the baby, all that stuff. But instead I had this moment where I didn't have my phone. I have a bunch of other life experiences led to that. But I would say in, in you know, who am I? It does begin as a dad um, and a husband. And, you know, I like to say, or Andy Stanley says this, I like to steal this. He says the only unique job we have in our lives is is that as as parents. You can do any anybody else can take your job except for that as a parent. So that's where I begin. And that was probably one of the very beginning points when I look back in retrospect of how grateful I was for that moment to not have had that constant distraction that we have with us in our pockets all the time. Wow, that's incredible. That's awesome. So, okay, so what, tell us a little bit more about RO and how this came about, like what precipitating events in your life recently that the Lord used to bring about this solution for screen time use? No, it's, it's, you know, I think as you were saying that it's just, you know, beauty for ashes, you know, these, these moments where I, where I really fell, you know, fell on my face and I would, I'll take it to my son again, Harrison, when he was five years old, he's playing his first soccer season and he was the last kid in the team, um, to score a goal. No, everybody had scored goals except for Harrison. And so it was a Saturday afternoon. It's my wife and me sitting on the sidelines, Harrison playing in a game and, and the moment comes up, he, you know, you almost think back in slow motion terms, he kicks the soccer ball into the back of the net. Everybody goes crazy. The crowd goes wild. You know, the kid who'd not scored a goal finally scores a goal. Coach lifts him up. And what does a five-year-old boy do when he scores his first soccer goal? He looks at dad. He wants to make sure that that dad was there, that we were together in the moment. And then he sees the pride on my face, but I missed it. I, I, I missed I, the, the whole moment that I just described. I missed all of that. It's only in my mind's eye. I never, I, I didn't actually see that with my eyes because I was looking down at my phone. And so at this time I was in, I was in the, the, the throes of a, of a career of in commercial real estate. And it was one of these moments I thought, I just got to be better. I, this is, this is not okay for me to be like that. And I got a text about four years ago from a gentleman by the name of Heath Wilson, a friend of mine. We went to church together in Atlanta and he had just sold his business and he, he was retired and 45 days into retirement. He said, Hey, I have an idea that I think could be pretty significant. And little did I know in all of the success of his career that Heath was struggling with the exact same thing. I was that we were missing moments with our family, that we were on our phones and these things that are, that are so additive into our lives. We kept missing these things and it began, we said, we got to be better for our families and we want to be, we want our families to be better and we want to be better for our families. And we said, if we can solve this issue in our own family's lives, we think we can solve it for others. So I can go in a lot more, you know, detail the story on how, on what happened next. But those were a couple of those, those experiences that came about where we just said, you know what, we, we got to be better. This time that we have with our kids is finite and we need to make sure that we're being fully present. We're not right now. So what I love about what I hear you saying is like, you recognize it was you as the parent that really had to do the better job because I, we all see Gen Z, especially now, 2023, we're so far into this. This poor generation <laughs> has not really been given even a chance. And, you know, they're just handed the screens and of course they use them. But ultimately, that's what we at Brave Parenting love is and what we focus on is it's us, we as the parents. And 
that's what I love about your story is you are fathers recognizing that you need to be better. And that's just awesome. Well, and one thing I'll, I'll throw in there is that there, there are a lot of articles coming out and people see them that that's the unhappiness in teens is at a, is at a, at a peak. And of course it's, of course they're, they're going through the comparisons of looking at other people's highlight reels and comparing it to the mundanity of their own lives. And so there's a, there's a bunch there, of course, social media is contributing to it, but I, my take on that is the iPhone's been out for about 15 years, almost 16 years now. So I believe one reason why they may not be happy, this is a hot take and maybe, maybe I'm wrong here, but it's because they didn't have their parents looking in them in the face for the first 15 years. It begins with us. So yes, social media, yes, there are some things we got to solve there, but what about our example and the role we have in instilling, instilling in them confidence and knowing that they are beloved. And you can't do that when your kid's trying to talk to you and you're looking at your phone. Again, I'm, I've been guilty of this. But when we put down our phones, we bestow value on our kids. We're saying to our kids, when we put down our phones, theoretically, 7 billion people can reach me on this phone, and none of them are as important as you are in this moment. But it requires the physical act of putting down your phone in order to do that. And that, let's start there, and then let's see what happens with, with teenage unhappiness. Joey, that was awesome. I think what I hear from what you're saying is, and when we go to the, our Heavenly Father in prayer, he never has ever said, hold on one second. He never puts his finger up and asks us to wait for his attention. And as parents, that should be the example we set for our kids because we've had it set for us by our Heavenly Father. We are the first examples our kids will see of their Heavenly Father as we try to disciple and raise them to be Christ followers. And it's so important that we put down our phones and that we really come to this approach of media and technology with a deep humility, um, recognizing that we're just weak creatures and we depend on his grace daily. We depend on his example so that way it can be the overflow of our hearts. So I, I absolutely love everything you just said. Um, I wish our listeners could see the recording right now because Kelly and I are just nodding our heads very <laughs> I really, I can't amen enough yes. what you just said. I mean, I just, I was about ready to lift my hands and praise. Like, yes. yes, it is, it is exactly that. They are missing our face-to-face -face contact, that relationship. We have put the screen above relationships and that is such a huge part of this demise and no one is talking about that. We, we do want to just talk about the stats of, of what people are feeling but that's the root. That's the root. They are missing out on relationships. It's true. Joey, tell us how this works. Yeah, absolutely. That RO is a, a platform. It's a solution for families and it is designed for families and it is a place. It's two things. It is a place to put down your phone with a, with an app that gamifies the experience of being present. So what, what, here's what that means. The science tells us that the only way for us to reduce screen time is for our phones to be away from us and out of our visual line of sight, which, duh, we're going to use our phones less if we don't have them, if we're not holding them, if we're not looking at them. Because, and I'll throw some, some stats at you, 89% of our smartphone usage is self-initiated. So when we have it, when we, when we have our phones, we're going to use it in 89% of usage. So there's a, there's a growing notion, oh, silence notifications. Well, maybe that might help some, but that will help about 11% of our usage. So a small amount of our usage at the same time, 91% of us have our phones with us 24 hours a day. So we have to get them out of our hands and out of our visual sight because 
This is for this is from a gentleman by the name of Dr. Maxi Heitmeyer at the London London School of Economics. He says that when our phones are with us, when they are present, that equals usage. We are using our phone because we're interacting with them. So if the three of us were sitting at coffee and, and the phone was on the table, I would be using that phone even with the screen off because I'm anticipating something coming in towards me. Or if I hear a buzz, what does that mean? So then my mind goes somewhere else. So we have to have it get it away from us. All of this is obvious. And so, and, and so that's not the problem. Like the problem is not a place for our phones. We all have a shoebox. We all have a drawer. So clearly the, the solution is already there. We already have the ruby red slippers on and, and tap them three times and say there's no place like home. But we lack a system to help us get to that point of putting it away. So the beginning notion for us said, let's create, let's gamify, just like all the tech companies are gamifying the experience of pulling us on our phone. Let's gamify the experience of being off of our phone. So the app is this amazing interface that sends you these reminders of, hey, it's time to be away from your phone. And when you do, it starts tracking your time. This is the real magic. It starts tracking the time away from your phone, creating a game out of it. So we all got our Apple screen time report on Sundays that tells us how much time we've been on our phones. This tells you how much time you've been intentionally away from your phones. And it does, and it's all built around the science of habit formation. So we have this notion that the vast majority of us are actually not addicted to our phones. People say it, oh, I'm so addicted to my phone. But yeah, you're not chemically addicted to your phone. Probably there's, there's some dopamine that's happening there, but the actual root of it is we are in a set of bad habits. We've grown accustomed to building habits. And the way I look at it is whenever we look at it as a habit instead of an addiction, it gives us a larger amount of control over our own actions and just say, oh, okay, I'm just bad habit, a good habit away from building this in my life. So the app itself is really where the magic happens. It's built all around, all around the science of habit formation, creating this gamified experience of being away from your phone. And if you take it a step further, this gamified experience of being present. So it's those two working in tandem. That's where the real power is is having the gamified experience, the software that helps you get to the point of putting your phone down. And when you put your phone down, that's when you gamify the experience of being away from it, quantifying the time and creating that reward system around building a good habit. I love that. That is super cool. Kel, did you want to well, say something? Well, <laughs> I know for me, it's funny because we often talk about how we hate the gamification that technology uses. Like, when I speak, I always say, you know, Snapchat is genius for creating streaks, but I hate it because, you know, Snapchat's terrible, but it gets you back into the app. And so the gamification for off screen time is awesome because I don't know about anybody else, but maybe not Chelsea, but I know me. <laughs> I am super motivated to close a ring. You give me a ring. I'm just competitive with myself. I'm going to want to close that just like my Apple fitness rings. <laughs> So I can totally see the, the benefit and the beauty of using this for off-screen time. It's awesome. What a great idea. You said two things there, and that those are two things we, we have embedded, that connecting the ring. Everybody, I don't know why, you're so right. It's so important. It, it's, it's connecting that ring. And we allow people to, everybody's on a, a different continuum in terms of screen time usage. And so for some people, it may not be actually spending more time off their phone. It may be just isolating their time, finding those spaces. So it could just be, you know what? I just want my family dinner back. You know what I mean? It could just be that hour throughout the day that says, I want my, I want my, my family dinner. And so even if you don't reduce screen time, you're finding that space of digital free zones and that makes a real difference. And, but for those that do want to connect their rings and all that kind of stuff, 
we have that option and we let people say, Hey, let's start with, let's start with an easy goal. Let's start with 10 minutes a day. Can you be away from your phone for 10 minutes a day? Cause you have to build up muscle away from your phone. And then people who really get into an advanced, advanced level call that screen time neutral. So if we, let's say I'm on my phone for three hours a day, which again, no shame in that. We don't, we don't in, invoke any shame in here. If you're on your phone, we need our phones and not all screen time is bad, but let's say I'm on my phone for three times, three hours a day. Well, I want to set my goal for myself to be away from my phone for three hours a day. So I'm at a screen time neutral position where I'm spending more time physically away from my phone than I'm on my phone. That's one. And then the streaks are the second part. We had no idea. I didn't how powerful the streaks are. My wife said the other day, my wife who's, you know, hilariously, even though we're fully engaged in this, she's really good with her phone. So she doesn't actually need the system as much as I do. But she said the other day, she goes, I'm so hooked on RO right now. And I was kind of shocked by it. I said, well, why? She goes, because I can't break my streak. I've had 17 days in a row of my phone in RO. She goes, I just can't break my streak. And you're right, Kelly. It's so powerful to see a streak because you don't want to start back at zero. You got to keep it going, even if it's just for a few minutes every day. And if we can start doing that, because we're going down now to the core relationship we have, we have with our phone, that's what we're challenging. This core relationship that says we have to have our phones with us at all times. I say, yes, we need them a lot of times, but not all the time. So let's put a little bit of distance and build up that muscle of spending some time away. That's awesome. And now just a follow-up question on the app. If I have the RO and the systems in place, every person who has a phone in the house has the app, right? It's not just the parents. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, um, that's the real fun in it. So we, we thought that the when we, when we initiated, our kids were at a position or at a point where they were about to get phones or they had phones. So we said, oh, this can be great for families with kids who are um, 10 to 14. And that's true. They love it. It's good. But what we've, and when people have that, so when you, when you onboard, we make it really easy. You just add people into your household. They immediately get a notification. They download the app. It's very seamless to get, to get involved. So everybody has it. And then you start competing with each other and you get the leaderboards. A lot of parents have even emailed us and said, oh, I'm tying my kid's allowance to how much time they're away from their phone, how much RO time they have every week. So that's kind of fun. But where it's really fun, and this was a shock to us, is for families with, this goes back to what we talked about earlier, for families who have kids that don't have phones. Because, think about this, we have an unequal relationship then. If I have a phone and my daughter does not have a phone, we have an unequal relationship that equalizes the moment I put my phone away. So we are finding, and this is a great story we had from a member a couple, um, about a month ago. She said, I was putting my 13 month old down and I came out and I was looking everywhere for my phone. She said, and I asked my seven year old, Hey, have you seen mommy's phone? She goes, yeah, I put it in that box thingy. And she's <laughs> referring to the, referring to RO. She said, oh, well, why did you do that? She goes, she goes, do you like it when my phone's in that box thingy? She said, yeah, you pay more attention to me when my phone, when my phone's in the box thingy. And what a gut punch, but what a great opportunity we have because the kids notice the kids when the kids at that, at that age, when they're young, they think exactly how to say this. Well, they're not conditioned enough to say like, oh, mom's just going to be on her phone. They say, no, that's not okay. Spend time with me. You know what I mean? And so they're bold enough. And if we can engage that, if we could, if we could build that in our kids and say, Hey, you should demand time from me because that's what I want too. I don't think any parents have bad, you know, most great parents don't have bad intentions. It's just the system to implement actions that lead that align with those intentions. That's awesome. Speaking of like families with toddlers and children, 
What about like iPads and tablets? Do they fit inside the box? They don't. And we began, and there, there may be a future version of that. We began with this back to the notion of we have to physically separate ourselves from our phones. It's easier to steal a glance off a phone than it is an iPad. It's easy. Those things carry, you know, they're in our pockets all the time. We just want to create a new home for our phones. That's not our pockets. So there's, there may be a future version of that, but we're beginning with this very core thing that's with us all the time. I love that. So let's just say we get our box, we set up the app. How do you get, say, teenagers on board? You said they kind of age range, maybe between 10 to 14. So I'm loving this idea. So I've, but, but I've got uh, 15, 16, and 17 currently in my house. So what, what, how would you encourage parents to, to help everybody start that process, getting them on board? Here's the way I, I think everybody's a little bit different. And here's the way that I look at it. In it, by the way, and, and make no mistake for for kids who have had phones for a couple of years, this will be challenging. This will be challenging. They have grown accustomed. Their relationship with their phone says that they need to be on it all the time. So the thing that I always encourage people with, and and maybe especially dads at first, we talked to a lot of dads too, is just lead by example first. That's it. Just just lead by example. Don't don't make this thing. RO is an invitation. It's not a demand. It's an invitation to say, hey, it's family dinner. May I hold your phone for you, please? It's not, it's not put your phone down, you lazy slob, right? It's not, it's, it's not that. <laughs> so I would, the first, the first thing I always say is lead by example and do it with consistency. Do it for 30 days and then begin to find small spaces, small spaces, whether that's a family dinner or how about this novel concept, you know, watching a movie without a second screen. And demonstrating it in such a way that's not shameful. So I, you know, when my daughter wants to talk to me about something and I have my phone, I'll make a big production out of it because as guys, we like to get credit for even the smallest of things. But I'll say, I'll say, hey, honey, may I put my phone down first so we can talk? So I'll make an outward display because when you, again, like I said earlier, when you, when you put your phone down, you bestow value on the people around you. So that's a long-winded way to say lead by example first. And then the next step would be create spaces for it. And I think you will be surprised what we've found. We've been surprised at some teenagers even asking their parents, hey, when my friends come over, will you tell all of, will you tell everybody we have to put our phones away? They actually want that. They actually want the connection. It's just too easy. Mm -hmm. But if a parent can be a scapegoat and say, hey, you know, we're going to, we're not going to put our phone, take our phones to the basement tonight. Or, hey, when you go to say, I'm going to take or tell the parent, hey, it's going to be 10 o'clock. We put their phones away. If you need anything, call me. So, those, but again, it's different for everybody, but especially with, with those that have phones, it's a, it's a much slower process. I mean, the, the kids without phones, they love it because it's, you know, the people who actually love are the most are the kids that don't have phones, because like I said earlier, it, it, it equalizes the relationship and they love the focus. Yeah. And I would just add that, you know, we at Brave Parenting, we always talk about like we as parents set the example and it may be that we actually sit our kids down and confess to, you know, confess, I don't think that I've done a great job at being off my phone. You know, James 5.16 says to confess your sins and pray for one another so that you may be healed. That's sometimes what we just need to do is in that humility, admit, I don't think I've done a great job and set that example. That way they too can see, okay, this is what it looks like, you know, and they recognize that they've maybe not been the best. And so maybe I can improve as well. Yeah, I think what you're saying, Kelly, is we just had um, someone write in some questions like, what do I do? And one of our biggest 
I mean, I don't want to call it a promotion or whatever, but it's inviting your kids into your repentance. That is what we are called to do as Christians is repent and believe. And I, I love your product, Joey, because I feel like your product offers the tangible repentance that people are looking for because repentance literally means to turn away and do the opposite, right? And so they can do the opposite. They can put their phone away for eight hours instead of holding it for eight hours. But then our ministry on the other side is helping our brave listeners build a biblical worldview to believe something different about their phones because we absolutely believe that behavior modification is necessary, but heart change is even more important and changing how what you believe about your screen and its importance versus the people in your life. That's a big piece of the puzzle that we're all trying to figure out right now because we've turned these phones into little mini gods and they're kind of like omnipresent and they're you know we think they have like a foreknowledge and you know we've kind of taken attributes about god and put them in our phones and we've become dependent upon them like we would be dependent upon god almost if that makes sense i'm I'm just kind of thinking out loud here well what, what what i love about that is think about all throughout the bible think about when um Think about when the Israelites got, you know, when they were when they were afflicted and they what was they lifted up the they lifted up the the, the, was the bronze snake, the snake mm-hmm. and they would be healed. We fix your eyes on something and how mm-hmm. much so fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So mm-hmm. fixing your eyes is so important. And you're right. You can make I think that's an easy comparison to say there are many gods because we are fixing our eyes on those things. Yeah, that's not that's not even to say. That's not to say that the things we're looking at are nefarious or they're bad, but we are fixing our eyes on them. Those those are the things that are getting our gaze. And so if we can if we can redirect that into the things that are more important to us, then we all of a sudden change things. So I I think there's a very good comparison of of you know where we fix our eyes and that in, in effect like what we're effectively worshiping there mm-hmm. based on where we're looking. Mm-hmm. I want to go back one thing you said, Kelly. I really loved it, the vulnerability of inviting our kids in repenting. I want to give an, an one addendum to the end of that only because I know I would do this. I would encourage if parents do that, if they say, I've been a bad example, not adding a but after that and not adding a lesson towards the kids. What if it were just, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. I've, I've done it. I've done a poor job and I just want to promise you something. I'm going to be better at it, yeah. period. Not, mm-hmm. not. Hey, you can be, and I'm, and I'm going to make sure that you don't follow the same or, but, but you can be better, but you, but in, you know, and as a result, you have some bad habits and now I'm going to teach you against your bad habits. Hold on one second. Just make it purely about repentance. And I think our kids see, know the difference between the two. And then you say, I'm going to be better for you, period. And then our kids, I think will test us and they'll see mm, is mom really serious about this. Dad really serious about this. So I would add on that. You guys are much smarter than I am on this, but but I think for me, that would be the approach is just, I love the idea of being vulnerable, repenting, and only making about your own repentance and then leading mm-hmm. by example. Yeah, hundred percent. And having the box and having the app, you know, that's the way, Hey, this is how I, I'm, I need something to help me modify my habits to change my behavior. And so I've recognized this. I apologize. I repent to you. This is what I'm going to do to make a change. And then as time goes on, Hey, you, you want to join in? <laughs> We can compete, you know, if you're one of those families who love competition. And so. it'll make it exactly, and it makes it easy. So that whenever I put my phone in, whenever I put, we have a feature that I like, it's basically kind of based off what Life 360 does. If you're familiar with that, where it will say like, you know, like my son just left our home or something like that. It'll give those notifications. So when I start an RO session, it will send a notification to everybody in my family just saying that I started a session. 
So there's a subtle invitation, basically saying, dad just put his phone in, would you like to join him effectively? And so all it does, it just begins that kind of small little reminder. So I'm not the one who's, you know, who's nagging. Aro's the scapegoat. It's the one that's telling you, and it's not even telling you that you need to be off your phone. It's just letting you know, hey, someone else is doing that. Because the easiest time, talk about the on effect. We all know this intuitively, and there's stat, there's stats behind it. When someone looks at their phone, we are 50% more likely to look at our phone. So it's a yawn effect. Yes, yes. I believe the opposite works the same. When I put my phone away, I think there's a yawn effect. I've seen it in my own family where other people will do it as well. I know for me, um, my kids are very often, I'm either doing like, I'm getting my master's degree, so I'm doing schoolwork or I'm, you know, I'm doing something. And they're always a little hesitant to maybe interrupt just because they know I might be doing something that may be really important. And that is such a, I love that, that you said it's just a subtle invitation because I know that if I was to, when I put my phone in there, they're going to know, like, mom's off, you know, she's done and she's available. And I know that they will, they'll come flocking. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of um, just kind of like habit changing and everything, have you, have any of your customers reported like improved relationships with their children or their spouses? Like, do we have tangible, uh real life proof that, that this is working in people's lives? We spent, we had a, a staff offsite, a team offsite, and we spent, I printed out all the emails we've gotten and, um, from people emailing in and it was 15 minutes straight of stories and stories and stories. And it's, and I'm, I'm a crier by the way. So I was just, you know, I just, <laughs> just soaked, um, reading, reading those stories. Um, we had one, I wish I had, had prepped it. Um, a woman reached out the other day. She said she was on, she's on her phone for 10 hours a day, normally 10 hours a day. And she goes, I've found the solution. She goes, I've found it here. She goes and that she goes, this family dinner tonight we had was worth the cost of, of RO. Mm -hmm. So we have those stories again and again and again, we have another, this is a very prominent um, woman in the faith community. Who's very, very disciplined. She said, my screen time has gone down 25%. It's made such a difference. So some people look at different, some of them it's, Hey, this is, this is an amazing conversation we had, or, Hey, this is recapturing family dinner or statistically, this has reduced my screen time by 25%. So it's, it's weekly, um, these stories and those stories are our fuel. That's why, that's why we did this. When, when I read, I read to my wife, this, the, the, the 10 hours a day woman, and, and she said, this is all worth it. She said, who knows where God's going to take this, this business, you know, we have thousands of people on, we think we can reach millions, but she said, even if it doesn't reach millions, that's a, that's a, that's enough right there. That that's it we've, we've accomplished the goal. And I totally agree because we do, we, we want to change the world. And, and we, I sound, you know, I know it sounds silly saying it, but you change the world through changing the individual worlds of families. That family is a world in and of itself. And that is a generational impact you're having. Think about that. I don't know if this is a great comparison, but my, we just did a 23 and me. Um, if you guys have ever done those, the, um, the, the DNA testing. Mm -hmm. and so my wife, she has, she got her results back. And she's from a line, um, a Jewish line, the Ashkenazi Jews. And the Ashkenazi Jews, seven or 800 years ago, there were 350 of them left, 350. And they overcame and they survived. And look at it now. Look at the generational impact of their actions 800 years ago towards now. And maybe I'm overstating the importance. I don't think I am of what we, of the impact we can have by just being focused and present with our kids and putting down our devices. But I believe that reverberates 800 years into the future and on and on and on in the lives of the people around us. So it's, 
we don't take this lightly. And, and again, like I said, it's, yeah, we want to change the world. We think it, it starts by changing the individual worlds of, of individual families throughout the world. I think what I hear you saying, Joey, is like, is what Jesus tells the disciples. And I believe it's in Matthew 6. Um, I might be wrong, but, you know, we're supposed to store up our treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot get to them. And I believe one of those treasures is our relationships with other people. There, I mean, it's just not something that's going to be easily broken down, but it's it's very, um, well, I guess it is easily broken down with the phones because it's how you interact with your phone. But no, I love what you just said. Um, we should be very, very intentional about our relationships. Again, going back to it, because our Heavenly Father is very intentional about his relationship with us. And it's such an insidious, I think this is such an insidious thing. It's so easy to rationalize. And again, I'm, we're, I'm, I'm not demonizing screen time use. I'm never getting rid of my phone. It's awesome. It does, a, you know, it orders Ubers and, and dinner and allows me to FaceTime with people all across the country. There are really wonderful things about it. But I think that it's such an insidious thing. It, it's, we start rationalizing very easily, like, oh, let's work email. Uh, it's a group text. Oh, it's me scrolling Instagram. And so it happens very slowly. And then the other thing is, I think it's one of those things, and this is maybe why we don't take it seriously enough, is that it shouldn't be that difficult to put down. You know what I mean? We think in our minds like, oh no, this is, it's just a phone. We do, I could just use a shoebox if, you know, I put it in a shoebox if I need. Yeah, but are you? And if you can, that's great. But most people can't. Most people have available, have access to shoeboxes, but they don't put their phones away in them. And I think about it, and again, it, you know, Jesus said, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. And he's not telling you to literally cut off your right hand, but he is telling you to take very, very seriously the things that are getting in your way of your relationship with God and your relationship with others. And I would say the same thing here. We got to take this thing seriously. We really, really do, because it's far too important. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, you're absolutely right. It starts with the family. We don't have to, I think it's Katie Faust uh, who wrote the book, Them Before Us. She posts it, and I thought it was just so profound. You want to change the world? Go be a parent. Just go be a good parent. You don't need a platform. You don't, you know, you don't need to be famous. You don't need any of this stuff. Just be a good parent and have children and raise them well. And that is such a humbling, simple reminder that this is, this is our job. This, this is our primary, our role, our gift from God, and how we steward. Um, all the resources that we've been given um, not only glorifies and magnifies our Savior, but just does a work in the whole world when we raise kids who can and go forward and continue that legacy. I think it's in one of the Batman movies where <laughs> Alfred <laughs> says, says to says the Batman, he goes, he goes, whatever you do, good or bad, you will change the world. We got to know his parents. Mm -hmm. Good. We are changing. We are going to change the world. There's no question about that. As a parent, you are going to change the world. And it's up to us how we change the world because it will change based on what we do. And we have such an amazing opportunity. See, I don't, all of this stuff, all the stats and everything, I, I don't get down about this because I see it as this amazing opportunity that each one of us have. All of us have this opportunity. So let's, let's go ahead and take it. Let's do change. We are going to change the world. Let's make sure we change it for the good. And what a cool opportunity all of us have to do just that. Yeah, this is awesome. Okay, so Joey, tell people where can they go to learn more about RO and where they can sign up and Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to our website goro.com. Um goro.com and you can learn about it. We want people to learn about it and email support if you have questions and look through the FAQs and really get an understanding of it because we we think people we we want people to commit to it. It 
It is a membership, by the way. So the RO box that we're that I'm describing that comes along free with a membership. It's an um, the the membership is anywhere from twelve to eighteen dollars a month, and it is um, and one of the real reasons why, and we think this is why the membership model is so great because it aligns our interest with our users' interests. So we we have to continue to build a compelling enough experience that rationalizes a monthly membership fee. Um, it's an affordable membership fee, but at the same time, if someone looks at it and says, hey, this isn't working like I hoped it would, I could put it in a shoebox. By the way, we would celebrate that if someone said, I now have the tools to go do this, please do that. Um, but if you need a little bit more, if you're like me and you need a little bit more, I mean, I'm the guy who I know I could go burn calories on a run by myself, but I have to join a gym to have all the discipline and the environment around me. So for those who may be like that, we think it's a great option. And, um, and yeah, so the membership, the membership model helps align us with that. And then along with that, you get the RO home device, which charges up to four, up, up to five phones automatically connects. It's a very cool. It's a beautiful home decor piece. It's wife approved by the way, which is the most important thing. So for aesthetically listen, pleasing, aesthetically pleasing <laughs> yeah. indeed. So that was a long way to say goro.com is where you can learn about us. We're on Instagram at, at goro now as well. Awesome. And exciting for all of our brave listeners that are listening to the show, you can get a special deal from RO using Brave Parenting. You get one free month subscription when you use the promo code BRAVE. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a great, great deal. Removes all the excuses, right? Now you, get, you right. get a free month, you can jump in there and, uh, and it, will, it will make a difference. I mean, I, I, I do know that. So here's the promise we make that someone around you, even if it's yourself, someone around you will thank you for doing this. It, it, is, it is something that will make an entire, a huge difference in your life. So Joey, I have one last question for you. Um, as you know, we um, moms are kind of leading the charge in this, right? There's, we have a lack of dads, which is why we love your product and what you guys are doing so much. What is your um, encouragement to the moms that are listening right now and to a few of our dads that could be listening, what is your encouragement to them? Here's what I'll say to the moms first. Have your husband listen to what I'm going to say next. And here's what I'll say to the dads. Fellas, we got to get better here. It is the, the moms and wives are leading the charge here. And if your wife has bought this for you, if it, for, for your family, you better keep it in your home because what she's saying to you, she's being vulnerable and saying she wants more of your focus. She wants more of your attention. She wants a better life for her kids. And so to the fellas listening, it is really important. I have been, and this is terrible. I've been let down in the dads. It is the mom. I'm so happy with the moms are doing so great because they are the protectors of the family, but the dads need to step up here and they need to participate in this because moms and wives are looking for that closeness and intimacy and they're missing that. So moms keep going. This is far too important. You know, it. you have that innate feeling and ability and, and, you know, protection over your family and dads, you got to step up and you have to align with your wives. If only just on this, this will be have cascading effects. And I know this is a family show and I think it's okay. Guys, intimacy is a good thing that leads to other things that you like. So go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and build this intimacy because you're going to like what happens when you build intimacy in your marriage. <laughs> That's awesome. I can read between the lines. Get RO and <laughs> hey, whatever, fill in whatever blank fill in you want. Blank. There. Fill in whatever blank you want there. But you know, take my word for it and write me a letter. Say thank you later. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Well, we are so excited about the RO Box, Joey. You and Heath have created an incredible product 
You felt the Holy Spirit's conviction. You sought the Lord for ways to redeem your relationships in this screen-saturated world. And now everyone gets to reap the fruit of your obedience and hard work. Well, that's very nice of you. We, we, uh, I think we've said it before, we just, we rejoice in our weakness. That's where it began. This began in our, in our weakness, in, in our own um, inability to do what we wanted to do. We've talked about the Paul line, you know, I do the things I don't want to do and the things I don't want to do, I do all of that stuff. This is, that's where it began is, is in our own failures. And, and I don't want, you know, very, very frankly, I don't want other dads and moms to miss soccer goals and moments where you could see God's goodness whenever your child may have been being born or any of those, or even just the small little moments at a dinner table or when your child wants to open up to you or in those moments you never know when they're going to come along but at least you're ready for when they do awesome okay so everyone needs to head over to go arrow ro excuse me goro.com and use the promo code brave or check out in our show notes the link that we have provided for you guys go check it out sign up i promise you are not going to regret this relationships you guys they're greater than screens and if you need some help putting the phone down this is it this is it. Keep listening to Kelly and I. We're going to help you with the heart issues. RO's got you covered with the repentance issues. And um, yeah, I this has been an awesome episode. I am so excited about this. Yeah, absolutely. We want to thank our guest today, Joey Odom from RO. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You guys are the best. This is really, really great. I'm excited for, uh, excited for your listening, excited for what you two are doing. This is a really, really awesome ministry. Thank you. Thank you. And for you brave parents listening, we do appreciate you. And who needs the RO that you know? If you're a grandparent listening and you think, hey, you know what? I think my adult children and their family need this. This is a great gift. Frankly, sign them up. I mean, don't just keep buying stuff that just accumulates, right? Give them something that can change their lives. I think this is a great, great idea as a gift. And who needs some biblically sound encouragement and information for parenting in this screen-saturated culture today? Share the podcast. Tell your friends about Brave Parenting. Tell them about RO. We appreciate all of you listeners out there. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Until next week, go and be brave. <laughs>